Sportsnet 650 presents Just Here for the Beer, Canada's original dedicated beer radio show. I don't mean to have a one-track mind, but all I need is a frosty pine. A Vancouver tradition for 10 years and counting. We're talking about the BC beer scene with the innovators, the movers and shakers, and brewmakers of the industry. And I don't mean to whine and beg, but someone finally tapped that keg. I'm just here for the beer. It's just here for the beer radio with your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored by Angry Otter Liquor Stores and their flagship Liquor on 248. Check out Angry Otter Liquor Stores where local lives. Why choose between variety and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. Angry Otter Liquor. You can go to angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. We are broadcasting from Farm Country Brewing in a 30-degree Langley day. It is, but it's actually, you know what? It's not a sticky 30. It's actually a very pleasant it's 30 degrees. Not bad. We got a little bit of breeze coming yeah, through here. We do. Chill us out a little bit, hopefully. This is our annual uh, Langley Loop uh, broadcast, and we're joined by Adam Rashog, who is yes. Adam Rashog is the general manager <laughs> hello, hello. of Five Roads Brewing uh, in Langley. Thanks for having me, as the, always. The original location. Yes. It has since uh, spawned an offspring in Steveston, where we've also done shows from. How you been? I've been great. How have you guys been? Uh, well. Busy? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It, it's funny because we've had this conversation with so many people. There was that, that shutdown period and then the, the uncertainty of how do we get back up and running and do we do it with plexiglass? Can we take this stuff down? How many people can we allow? Mm-hmm. It looks like everything is back to as normal as, as we can possibly imagine. And even though it's been a trying time for so many people, um, and we were affected by like everybody else because we were doing our shows out of bars and tasting rooms that were shut That's down. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're doing good. So what have That's you right. noticed in terms of the, uh, where you were in terms of where you are now? Yeah, I mean, the the shutdown actually was a little bit different for us because we were still able to do uh, like a bunch of off sales and stuff like that. And so that really helped um, and still able to do a bunch of production. Um, There was, I think, like everyone had a little bit of a lull once when like everything was first starting to kind of get back to normal. And then there was like a big boom when it was kind of like official, like, no masks, no yeah, hand yeah. sanitizer, yeah. like all that stuff. So as soon as that all happened, there was definitely like another big boom of like people are finally able to like go out and enjoy yeah. and spend a bunch of money and stuff like that. So that, yeah, that happened for well, sure. Well, the, th- the other thing that I think what the whole experience taught us, Rick, you know this as well as I do, that you know shop local stay local support yes. local and then once everything is back to normal hey i really dig the local thing like i'm mm-hmm. a i'm a proud born and raised vancouver boy but i mean even just going down 200 street you've got everything you want out here why would you unless you have to go to the big exactly. city why would you go to the big city exactly yeah. i mean i'm a steveston boy right so down in steveston village that's where i grew up that's where i was you know during the pandemic that's where i was right so ordering from from the mom and pops down there yeah. and, mm-hmm. and and trying to keep everybody surviving and it gave you an opportunity to get real creative because you had to keep up with demand and demand was pretty excessive in a lot of places yeah um, what uh, what works for you real well these days like have you had any uh, what, what are your core successes when you look at the the, the five roads hit list what's at the top of the charts oh that's a good question um, yeah I think that that second location in Steveston has really helped it's like just getting our 
brand and our name quaint, up there. Quaint little spot, by down the way. It's yeah. a really, really cool little spot. Yeah, yeah. and they, uh, yeah, they do some cool things down there. Um, but I think, like, a big one is just, like, we're a little bit off the beaten path, and I always tell people that, like, if you, if you, once you kind of find us and discover us, I would be, like, you don't really want to go anywhere else, because I think our beer is just, like, very high quality, mm-hmm. um, and also, I just, I mean, I might be a little biased, I mean, I should be a little biased, you should be, yeah. but um, I also think we have the best food menu in Langley, to be yeah. honest with you, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's been a big help as well. And, yeah, it's just, I think we just kind of don't overdo anything. And even though we do kind of like maybe like small production and stuff like that and a relatively small beer list, we do everything like really well and really kind of make sure that the beer styles we're doing are like really true to beer Mm -hmm. styles and don't really go too crazy one way or anything like that. That, That's the other thing that that I think we noticed in the the transformation of tasting rooms to what they are today because we go back to the days of r&b brewing yes you certainly do yeah. and, and <laughs> you, you literally it was like a, it was a it was a garage door you would go and fill up a growler and that was it that was there it. was yeah. nothing to keep you there yep. and then food being introduced was potato chips and maybe pepperoni sticks that was considered food in tasting rooms and now some places like yourself i mean you've got like kitchens and you've got like menu offerings I was talking to somebody the other day who's consulting brewery tasting rooms now, chefs consulting brewery tasting rooms, hmm. because now you have that opportunity. Because if you want to keep people in the seats, you're That's you right. know the, the government has gotten actually surprisingly better at making allowances to for these places to become more of more of destination zones where you've for got sure. trivia or you've got a live musician or something like that. But you've got a pretty good food program, absolutely. Appreciate it, yeah. And I think that's what ultimately will keep people around. And, I, and I'm and i even someone like that, too, where if I'm going to a different brewery or something in a different city and stuff like that, I'll go and I'll look at their tap list, but I have to look at their food menu yeah. now, too, and just be like, if you have if you don't have anything that's kind of catching my eye food-wise, like, maybe I'll go try your beer, but I'm probably mm-hmm. going to go try your beer, and that's that. Yeah. And I'm not going to spend time there. I'm not going to spend a lot of money there, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's really moving into like more of a, almost a restaurant type feel direction breweries for sure. Adam Rashog, the general manager of Five Roads Brewing, the Langley location, also a location in the Stevenson Village. Um, what have you got that's new on the beer menu? Anything in particular you're you're working on these days? Yeah, so we just released our uh, highly anticipated sangria sour. Ooh. Um, it went away for a little bit just because mainly a cost thing. Because um, when we, so our sangria sour, it's um, brewed with an entire barrel of Syrah wine from Backyard Vineyards, so shout out to them. Um, and then like a couple hundred pounds of fresh berries. So I'm sure you can imagine how the cost of that oh, can come. Yeah. I, I can. I'm also trying to imagine the color of the of the finished product. What what, what are we looking at It's here? like a real nice, like deep purple. A deep purple yeah, sangria wow. look to it. Okay. No smoke in the water, but just straight Ooh, deep right, purple. Right. And you do, yeah. do, you th- do you throw fruit in it when you serve it? No, actually. No. So uh, the, we just let the beer do the talking. Yeah. But it's 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 literally like basically an, an exact hybrid of like what you could imagine if you poured like a nice light beer into, into a, a sangria into a pitcher of sangria. Nice. So yeah, like sangria sour. Loads of fresh fruit, um, and yeah, a full barrel of red wine and a full barrel of red wine. You just had a wine experience down in the U.S. Here yes, I right. did. We'll talk about that later. Wine cocktails, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we have a uh, uh, our Una Mas Mexican lager, which is out, which was, it's kind of like a, 
it's kind of like a love letter to Corona in a, in a weird way. So like serve it with the lime wedge and everything like that, and it's like a craft beer version of drinking a Corona. Yeah, our friends on the North Shore do a, a salted lager, yeah. which is spectacular, and it's very reminiscent of Corona. And again, as we said when we started this program back in 2010, it's about beer. Beer, at mm-hmm, the end of the day, correct. it's a beer. You may not like this company or you may not like that brand. It's beer. Get over it. Definitely. Yeah. And it's delicious. Yeah. Uno Mas. Got to try that. Um, tell us where, you, of course, you're located uh, in Langley. Yeah, so we're yeah in Langley uh, on uh, 6263 202 Street. 6263 202 Street. Yeah, yeah, so we're just off of, like, just off of 64th and 200th there. There's that little... Uh, there's that little road down from the Save on Foods, foods kind of yeah. like in the yeah. more industrial area. Yeah. Um, so we're right there. Um, we just kind of like got a little bit of a patio set up there too, like 50 seats out there. Which, With the bark which mulch really nice. and the picnic tables. Yeah. And, and picnic tables. We have live music going on out there. Nice. Um, we're even going to be trying like a trivia night outside uh, on the patio Outdoor there too. trivia. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, weather... I mean, yeah. may as well take advantage sure. while the weather's hot. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And also available uh, in Steveston, in the uh, Steveston Village. Really quaint little spot. I, yep. I just, I, I think the Steveston location, uh, it's called a satellite tasting room because obviously the main the main room is, is in Langley. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you've not been to the Steveston Village for a while, hopefully we'll be back there later on this year for the show. Yeah, they do, uh, they do a Wing Wednesdays now over wing there in Stevenson. Oh, so. You're talking yeah. a couple of oh, hang on wing now. giants. Yeah. Here, so. <laughs> what so am I doing Wednesday night? Yeah. For, for sure. Adam Rashog, General Manager of Five Roads Brewing. Thanks, man. Cheers. Absolutely. Cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just here for the beer radio presented by Shop Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives. 28 locations from Vancouver to the Okanagan. BC's premier liquor shopping experience has something for everyone. Every Angry Otter Liquor location has a trained team and a vast curated selection of the best beer from your neighborhood to the province. Check out Angry Otter Liquor on Facebook, Instagram, or Angry Otter Liquor. .crs for a list of locations. We're actually just reminiscing about some liquor store experiences we all had. Dave Henry, the head brewer. Kevin Larson is the general manager of Camp Brewing yeah. in Langley. Well, this is our dedicated uh, Discover Langley City Langley Loop annual radio show broadcasting from farm country on the uh, patio in the back. Very nice breezy day today. 30 degrees, but we're not complete. Well, these guys were, but uh, <laughs> it's actually a pleasant day. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Uh, we're Great. fantastic. Yeah. 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 Doing good. So Living the dream. I, we were talking about mutual contacts and places where we used to all gather. And uh, You're right by the Willowbrook Mall. That's where Camp Brewing is located. Located yeah. at um, 
at uh, 19664-64th Avenue, right by Willowbrook Mall. And so you guys met over beer. You were both beer nerds that used to hang out at this really cool spot we were all talking about. Yeah. So you just, what, you just were exchanging uh, beers one day or looking at each other? And did, what, how did you decide that they were going to work together as a, as a team and make beer? That didn't come till later. Yeah, it wasn't that fast. No, no. Dave, Dave was building a homebrew crew. Crew. <laughs> uh, we were going out to the local spots, and there was not very many in Langley. At that time, no. it was just like a couple. Uh, one was a brewery, one was the Bees Lounge, and we had the thirst for craft beer. And we would go once, twice, three times a week. We kept meeting up. Uh, I joined Dave's club. Uh, that became a big thing. We got our beer on at the local breweries. We Dave started winning all the contests, like all the contests. <laughs> well, not all. Uh, yeah, pretty much all. <laughs> Take uh, the win, Dave. Take the <laughs> okay, win. Okay, yes. <laughs> I introduced a little uh, merch and flash to the club. And then in, we're just beer tourists. Uh, Oregon, Washington State, oh, wow. BC. Anytime a place opened up, we would go. We just loved it. Thought we could open up our own place, but just as a dream, you know. Mm-hmm. You, it's just the stuff you talk over beers about, and then it kind of just happened in a very short, very of time. quickly. Yes, you it know just what? Happened. I, I remember uh, this is many years before COVID, so probably about 2017 ish. There was a place on Main Street called Portland Craft, Correct. and they were doing mm-hmm. a, uh, a Portland beer uh, event. So they had all these Oregon brewers come up, and uh, I remember the praise they were giving to the BC beer scene then. Because when you think of the growth of craft beer, Portland is kind of like one of the ground zeros yeah. of where this whole thing started. And we always sort of think of, like you think of Napa for wine, well the BC wine business is great. You think of Portland for beer. The BC beer business is great, but it's nice to get the accolades from from the other side. Have you found that, like, when you do some hands across the border stuff, people are going, "Hey, man, your beers in BC. You guys are the boss, right?" Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're we we always feel like we're a little bit behind the ball, but we do hear things like that, like BC is kicking butt in yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's pretty cool. Dave yeah. knows. Some of the guys down at uh, Chuckanut in Bellingham, yeah, yeah. they've uh, talked about beer yeah. back and forth. Uh, the owners of Wander, who was one of the inspirations for camp, they came up and checked out our place. Uh, we've we have gone to Bellingham a lot. We love yeah. Bellingham, like for the population base, the amount of breweries, breweries they have, they have down there is a pretty good. Yeah, it's crazy. We yeah. we were actually we're it's in the crazy. in the plotting stages of doing a, a Bellingham uh, beer show. This this goes back again prior to the border shutdowns for COVID, but uh, it's an impressive beer scene. But yeah. it, it's nice to know that it's reciprocal. It's not as if they think, well, hang on, you know, beer came from you know south of the I five. Yeah. No, no, no. Beer, you know, it's it's morphed up here. But it's it's nice to know that we can hold our head high, and especially when you think of like you know beer awards and things like that. British Columbia is right there. Yeah. It's right there. It's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Within Canada, it's definitely right there. Yeah. And compared to the West Coast, like, yes. I don't know. So We're doing some pretty good stuff. You are here. doing some pretty good stuff. Now, one of the things I was going to say is because when we pulled into the parking lot here at Farm Country, immediately recognized the camp beer vehicle. It's, it's rather attractively... It's a visual experience. It's a trip, and That's I noticed my pictures on there. <laughs> <laughs> but I noticed that your uh, your imaging is like it's really cool. It, and, and again, I know that doesn't justify. It's what's in the can that matters. 
But you need th something that draws people to the can because you know what it's like when you look at shelf space in a liquor store. It's full. Absolutely. How do you separate yourself? And, and you've got a really attractive package here. Well, that's that's a thing. Like, you can make the best beer that you can, but if nobody wants to drink it because they're not attracted to it, then it doesn't matter. Absolutely. It's just there. Yeah. yeah. And um, we're lucky, very fortunate to have all this work with our friend Aaron. Is that your graphic artist? Yes, Aaron Armstrong right from New there. Zealand. Is that who, you? Yeah. Oh, well done. Well exactly. done. That's yeah. really cool stuff. And at first, he did all of our um, work from New Zealand because because of COVID, so yeah. he had to yeah. stay in New Zealand. And I didn't, said, I didn't know that. That, that sounds here. like a setup. I did not know you were the per the artist. I was actually, that's that's very cool. Yeah. Sounds like I'm sucking up for a free hat, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> And oh, we I had see. Yeah. Crappy, though, okay. So yeah. yeah. It's okay. all full, loop. full circle. Um, so uh, it's always patio season at at Camp Brewing. Yep. It is. Uh, we picked the space because it had a south facing patio and it was off the street, off the parking lot. It was a little oasis. And then with COVID, we were forced to when they said out, outdoor seating only, we put in the uh, covered canopy. Uh, we just recently put in uh, glass walls, so now it's all year patio. Uh, we open it, we close it uh, for weather, for rain, but uh, people prefer to sit outside. We have the roll-up doors in to the brewery from the patio, but we've got like 120 seats on our patio, and dog-friendly. Dog I was gonna say, yeah. yeah, yeah guys, let, me just, let me just interject for a second. I have nothing against dog-friendly. Make sure they're friendly dogs that you're bringing to a dog-friendly <laughs> well, yeah. patio, though. Okay? Can, we, can we all agree on that? 100%. Can we? Yeah. yeah, owners okay. need to be good owners. Yeah, right, like, exactly. But it's uh, on the leash. Yeah. We provide water bowls. Right. Like, uh, It's good for the dogs. I like it. If you don't like the dogs, we have plenty of space inside, so yeah. you don't have to be with them. But I like hot dogs. Do you have? Well, we got that too. Yeah. You got that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, let's talk beer. What uh, What do we have here? We've got Stargazer and Mile Marker. Tell us about it, yeah. Dave. This is your domain. You talk. Well, we'll talk about Mile Marker first. Mile Marker is a. I thought it would be a polarizing beer because it's entirely Sabro hops. And okay, what is that? Sometimes people don't like Sabro. It's a very fruity hop. It tastes like um, pina colada, tropical fruits and coconut. Yeah. So, Sounds if you good. use it wrong, you get a lot of coconut, and people right. don't like it. But right. we try and do a good job. There. And it says, it says, uh, is that fuzzy or foggy pale? Foggy, foggy pale. Foggy pale. No, that's a term I haven't heard before. I know. It kind of goes with our. Brandy. You just dare to be different. Is that it? Well, we try. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Right. So we, we thought, well, it's not super hazy, yeah. and it's not clear, so we just call it foggy. Well, for example, like, I, I'm not a hazy fan. Would you call that hazy when I'm, I mean, I know this is radio. It's hard to uh, understand. I would say 10 years ago, yes, but yeah. now I'm like. No, it's not. Yeah. It, it's really good. interesting how that has evolved, eh, Dave, <laughs> yeah. from, yeah. from, you know, 10 years ago. Absolutely. You know, the, the, this is a little bit experimental, and who, who knows who's going to like this, yeah. to now where you're full on, like, you know, full on cloud. Let, let's yeah. get her going, right? Yeah. And, and how not only has it been a nice challenge for the brewers to be able to do that mm. but for as a consumer to see that shift from yeah. oh my god okay beer is only this to hallelujah look at yeah. what we've got in front of us now Absolutely. right well what i found i was talking to arnold from farm country about this earlier because i've gone off the, the hazy stuff completely depending on the amount of haze i still want to be able to see something when i hold the glass to the light 
But yes. if you're sitting in the hot sun on a patio, they don't wear well with the weather. A hazy beer just doesn't seem to, like, if you're not yeah. throwing it back in rapid time, it just doesn't It doesn't sit <laughs> well. That's well. just because there's so much hop yeah. material, and yeah. the, the sun skunks the hops really quickly. Like, yeah, it's big, almost instantaneous. Big Daddy here, uh, Kevin, is kind of uh, nodding along. You agree, right? <laughs> that's why... Most of our beers are sessionable, and yeah. you are supposed to drink them very fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but safely. But safely. Oh, in a controlled oh, environment. Yes, oh, yes exactly. 100%. Yes, yes. But yes, find, okay. a, find a picking table spot so that's and like, drink um, a cold beer. Okay. We call it uh, Foggy Pale Ale. It's just under 6%, and it's all Sabro hops, and it's super tropical. A little bit of coconut nuts at the end. Nuts. Coconut. <laughs> coconuts, yes. Notes. 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 So, Dave, when, when you go and you start looking at, at picking a specific hop that you've never used before, mm-hmm. how do you go about doing that? Do you, do you call up your brothers and the, uh, other brewers and, and say, yeah. hey, I want to try this? Get what, the info. What, what's the 911 on this one, right? Yeah, absolutely. You or the 411, excuse me. Or we'll do, like, small pilot patches and see how it turns out type of thing. Yeah, tasting yeah. other people's beer that have used Can, it. Uh, wh- how do you? How does one go hop shopping? Like, th- there's no supermarket <laughs> bulk bins of hops. Is there where you can just take a handful of this and a handful no. of that and go home and experiment? No, you have to get out there and try things out. Uh, we really like to go to Yakima to the yep. actual source mm-hmm. where most of the hops come from. We can you can rub the hops and smell them and taste them and see what see what they're like before and, you use them. And uh, again, a lot of people don't realize this, but some of these hops can cost some money. Oh, they and, cost a lot. And <laughs> people, I don't think people appreciate. They think they think beer because they're thinking of Lucky Lager from you know their dad's yeah. beer or something like that. There's much more engineering and much more investment that goes into putting together a quality craft beer. Yeah. Um, and some hops are rather expensive, correct? They're oh, yeah. all expensive. Some of them are they're all expensive. Ex- yeah. Extremely expensive. Yeah. And if you want those hoppy beers like those hazy beers or even like some of the fruited beers like you're gonna you have to pay for it because it costs us money to make them because that stuff is expensive where where are you as a brewer dave where are you on the on the situation of sour i used to hate them now i actually really enjoy them yeah but they're not something that i'm gonna crush there's something that maybe three or four beers in yeah i'll have a sour this or a sour that uh, for me, are we on an air pad? Where are we under an airport? Yeah, we are. Oh, we are. Okay. Right here. <laughs> for me, I like them to be not too sour. Yeah. Like if it's super sour, then it's not for me. Unless right. it's an actual mixed ferment sour, like a lambic or something, and it has other mm-hmm. notes to it, like with, from the bread and things like that. It adds to the complexity it adds of to the it. Complexity. Yeah. But if it's just straight nail polish, super sour. I don't well, we talked to uh, we talked to Adam Rashog of uh, Five Roads Brewing. He was telling us about his sangria sour. That's like that, really that good. That sounds like something I want to try. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, good yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you have sours on your menu as well? Yeah, you yeah. We do all sorts of different sours. Right. And also, um, what else goes on at the brewery? So you're 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 dog friendly. You got a big patio area. Um, it's year round. Yes. Because you do blanket it up and throw on some campfires. Is that correct? Yeah, we've got. Uh yeah, bunch yeah. of fireplaces, gas heaters. Like you're always comfortable when you come to camp. You can get sunshine, you can get shade, you can get warmth. But it's you don't get just... shade from the staff, just to be clear. You don't get oh, <laughs> no, friendly. Unless staff. Kevin's around, there's one yes. guy. No, That's yeah. Shade. Yeah. no, but we yeah. pride ourselves on being a cool place to go. You're gonna have a good experience. Yeah. We've got good snacks. 
We got good beer. Dave's the Sultan of Subtlety. All his beers are very drinkable. Uh, We always pride ourselves on having a lot of different styles of beer. Uh, IPAs, sours, dark beers, uh, Belgian beers. Just mixing it up so that there's always something fresh. And Dave drops a new beer at camp about every week and a half. Very cool. 19664 64th Avenue, one block north of Willowbrook Mall. It is Camp Brewing. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. This is just here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 HD3, a Vancouver broadcast tradition since 2010. Check out the audio podcast at justhereforthebeer.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTV. Here again are your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Moabeer. It is just here for the beer. Radio is presented by Shop Angry Otter Liquor Stores, where local lives, 28 locations from Vancouver to the Okanagan. Angry Otter is BC's premier liquor shopping experience with something for everyone. This is our annual show broadcasting from Farm Country Brewing in Langley, which is presented by Discover Langley City, and this is an amalgam of some of the great breweries in Langley. This area has grown so exponentially that there's two distinct different brewing areas of Langley. And my goodness, it's amazing. If you have not driven up 200th Street uh, in the last five years, you're in for a rude awakening. Terry James is the executive director of Discover Langley City. We're broadcasting from Farm Country Brewing. And in the course of the show, we will uh, introduce you to the folks at Farm Country, Five Roads Brewing, also Camp Brewing, and our friends at Emilio Fanati Pizza, who we owe you, Terry, because you were the one that turned us on to this company Three years ago, I think the first time we did our show, I'd never even heard of it. Um, and, oh, my goodness, what a discovery indeed. It makes your annual adventure down here <laughs> worthwhile. <laughs> it, cer- it certainly does. And, and speaking of which, of course, we're on the back patio of Farm Country Brewing. It's a 30-degree Langley day, but it's a comfortable 30 degrees with a bit of breeze. Um, it, so we talked about a year ago. Uh, Skytrain has, it, was, it was uncertain a year ago, correct? Yes. Yeah, it's uh, come a long way. The negotiations have continued, and I actually have some fun facts for you guys. Uh, next year, it's actually shovels in the ground. So 2024, wow. the terminus is. Wow. There's one at Willowbrook Mall and one right half a block from here at 203rd and Fraser. Shovels will be in the ground with the expected completion date for 2028. So it's it's happening. It's wow. happening, and it's amazing because, again, um, uh, you, I grew up in Vancouver. Born and raised in Vancouver, and, and I do venture out beyond the the core of the city. But um, but it's amazing to me to see just how much progress. 
I don't even know where Langley ranks. I mean, Surrey is the second biggest city in British Columbia. Langley's got to be pretty darn close behind. And if we're not there yet, we're fast becoming because the yeah. development is it's crazy, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. And every major box store, every major restaurant chain, every major everything yes. is represented out here. And I was saying to Rick earlier that, you know, if you really, if you live in the city, or if you live in the in, in Langley. Unless you need to go to the city, you don't need to go to the city. The city is right here. It's exactly. got everything you need. And now with SkyTrain, that's just going to be incredible. Yeah, it's going to be a cool option for people for sure as far as transportation. So, Terry, um, every year we talk about uh, things. Of course, this is focused largely on the beer scene in Langley, and uh, even that's grown yes. substantially. But um, there's a lot going on in, uh, in your purview. So tell us about what goes on in the day-to-day life of Discover Langley City. Well, actually, this is our heavy-duty event season right now. So we plan these events annually. And we plan them for an entire year. My favorite thing is when a huge event happens and someone says, hey, you should do this every weekend. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure we yeah, should. Right. <laughs> um, the two big events coming up. Oh. oh, we're all getting an alert. We okay, are. the system works, everybody. Yeah. Okay. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, the two big events that we have coming up are August 19th, which is our Arts Alive Festival. So there's 300 vendors and musicians, and we close the Fraser Highway one way. Thousands and thousands of people come and check it out, which we're delighted by. And then the following uh, Saturday, which is August 26th, is our Fork and Finger. And we gather a whole bunch of restaurants. They offer 5 and $10 features, and everybody gets to check out Restaurants they might not ordinarily check out at a very reasonable cost and find out what their favorites are. So these are our two big ones coming up. We have smaller music events throughout the course of the summer, but these are our two biggies. So. And do you do stuff year-round? We do. So we have the summer events and then we have the, our big Christmas promotion. But throughout the rest of the year, we always have like shopping events and things like that. So It's really interesting to see, Joe, like how, how our tourism and BIAs start to work together to be able to, to bring these like way back in the day when we were growing up in our younger days mm-hmm. we really didn't see this right no. everybody kind of you know you grew up in the area you knew who was who where to go what to do but now when you see like all this development all along by the LEC and all of the uh, and all of that and you're new to the area how, how do you even begin to choose Sure. What, where, where, what, what resource do you go beyond somebody who's grown up here, and maybe that's few and far between in, in the building that, that, that you're in, or the locale that you're in, and, and where do you go? Well, I think it's also, you know, when you think of the mentality of every business person that opens their doors, they want, they're, they're, they've invested and they, they want to recoup their investment. I get that. But if you don't see the value in having a similar business just a couple doors down the road I that agree. brings even more people yes. to the block, and we learn that in the beer world. Like, there's not a brewer we've ever <laughs> met that doesn't want to see more breweries. Like, the folks we're talking to, you know, Arnold and, 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 and Travis of, of Farm Country, you know, this little strip mall there. It, imagine if there was all breweries here. How yeah. cool would it that would. be? Right? And you yeah. know what? It, it strikes a chord with me because when I bought my first vehicle, I went to Abbotsford because they have the vehicle mall. An auto mall. Yeah. So, yeah. and here, for example, we, we're part of the Langley Ale Trail, and I'm delighted how these guys all get along yeah. and they support each other. And it's a real phenomena, actually. Yeah. To your point, Rick, I was just going to address that real quick. Uh, back in the day, the BIAs and the chambers and the tourism entities all kind of power struggled a little bit. Yeah. They each had their own sort of identity and wanted to protect it. But what's happened in the last decade, um, we're all working together. Mm-hmm. And that's 
providing way more information to people. There's way more outlets. If mm -hmm. you're a chamber guy, you can go on the chamber website. You see our events, vice versa. So yeah, we're all working. We're all collaborating. It, it's it kind of weird good. though because there are because we we do a lot of shows with BIAs, mm -hmm. and there are uh, some dead zones that are BIA lists. Yes. And it's kind of weird because you can be in one area. Mount Pleasant is a good example. Yes. Where their BIA borders cut off. Across the street is a bunch of breweries yes. that are not in a BIA, and it's it's kind of weird. But maybe those are the things that will be rectified down the road. Well, BIAs are defined by boundaries, yeah. which is defined by city council. So sure. first thing is you have to have a supportive mayor and council. So right. what you might be witnessing is maybe that mayor and council isn't necessarily understanding the value of BIAs. Sure. But we're fortunate here because ours sure does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, once again, we do this show annually, and uh, we always look forward to the SkyTrain update. Anything else you want to tease us with? Anything uh, else coming down the uh, coming down the line? Yeah, I would just say that uh, next time when we meet, uh, probably a year from now, yes. I would venture a guess that there's going to be a few pretty awesome developments in our downtown. Okay. Right. So right. there's been some properties purchased and and uh, some really cool things on the horizon. That's what um, we call that's what we call a tease. Yeah, that's, a tease. that's a tease. That means you're going to come back. Next of time. course we are. Absolutely. <laughs> Terry James is the executive director of the uh, Discover Langley City uh, BIA, uh, and we thank you so much for your cooperation because this, I think this is the first show we did, if I'm not mistaken. First as, time a, as a BIA as a, tourism, as a, as yes, a tourism correct. BIA yeah, event. the yeah. Langley Loop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we look forward to doing more. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to next year. Cheers. Cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your host Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Just Here for the Beer Radio, sponsored by Angry Otter Liquor Stores and their flagship liquor on 248. Check out Angry Otter Liquor. It's where local lives. Go to angryotterliquor.crs for one of the 28 locations near you. Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir at Just Here for the Beer at JHFTB on Twitter and Instagram. Are we, we're not on threads yet. we gotta, we got to get that threads Oh, thing. the threads, the new threads one. Going on. Yeah. Broadcasting our actual dedicated annual Langley Loop show from Discover Langley City. Uh, we are at the studio or the uh, premises of uh, Farm Country Brewing. And uh, the beautiful back patio, 30-degree day as we record this show, and it's actually a very pleasant 30. We're sheltered, sheltered from the sun. We've got Travis Keyworth and Arnold Tobler, who are the founders of Farm Country Brewing. And uh, first of all, thanks so much for having yes, us again. Yes, gentlemen, always, thank you. Always a pleasure. And um, we actually just finished our, our dinner break, and a uh, big shout-out to Jason Cook and our buddy Aaron Gehrman from Emilio Fanati Pizza. This is kind of a... A Langley secret that we discovered a few years ago, and have they been good to us or what? Huh? Yeah, amazing. They uh, they came to the first show and uh, introduced you guys to them, yeah. and uh, they provided 
food for us every time, and I think you guys have connected with them on other occasions we as have. well, and yeah. uh, it's amazing. It's yeah, they're awesome. No, ab- absolutely. So f- big thanks to Emilio Fanati Pizza. So uh, we talked uh, a year ago. What's, uh, what's the year been like? Uh, well, coming out of COVID, yeah. right? So finally a year with no restrictions or, uh, you know, regulations to, to deal with. So, uh, Other than been, usual government bureaucracy. Well, but. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the usual stuff. But uh, no, it's been good. Uh, we've seen the, the return to customers in the tasting room. We've been able to try and, uh, you know, amp up some uh, programs and things. Uh, trivia on Tuesday nights has been fantastic for us. we got a real following here. People come in all the time for it. Uh, and uh, lots of live music on uh, Fridays, Saturdays, uh, as well as our drag shows that we do the last Sunday of every month. We wow. have a drag show here at Farm Country Brewing. We were talking about this uh, during our Emilio Fanati break, but uh, Travis, it's interesting to see how these places have morphed when the first tasting room opened its doors. You got a growler fill, maybe you got like a flight. And if you wanted food, maybe you got a pepperoni stick and a bag of chips, and that was it. And now they're like full stops. There are places where people come to meet and congregate and dog-friendly generally or kid-friendly and, and, you know, all-inclusive, as you say, with like drag shows. Uh, It's just amazing to see how far we've come because – and we're the first to slam – BC liquor laws every chance we get, but they've actually come a long way. Have you not not agree? Yeah, for sure, and I think, you know, one of the good things of COVID was that it kind of made them shift gears and and adapt a little faster than they otherwise would have, for sure. But, um, yeah, you mentioned, like, when we first opened our, you know, it was kind of all about the beer, you know, just have good beer and have some snacks and stuff. But um, over the past few years, that's definitely morphed into you can't just, you know, there's so many breweries now, so you can't necessarily just have beer and snacks. You gotta kind of, you know, you gotta expand your food menu. Have have more food options. Have more, you know, try to differentiate yourself from the other other breweries in Langley. So, and that's been really interesting too, because it's almost a, like a, an evolution in the business, right? Even though you start out as a brewery, right, and and you see the opportunities as more and more people put their butts in those seats, and and more and more people are are sticking around. It's like, okay, well, what can I do to keep them here? Right, rather than have them go off, and not to knock some of the local the local eateries or anything like that, but you know you don't want to always want them going off to some big box eatery or, you know, I love the casino. Don't get me wrong, but you know, going and taking their money over there when they could have been spending it here Ooh. with you guys. Right? Oh, wonder if casino night ever comes to brewery tasting rooms. Oh. Casino night, there you go. There Come you on, go, BC Joe. government, let's jump on board. Okay, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll give you credit for that one now, if uh, we go with it. Now you mentioned you mentioned music uh, yeah. because that's one of the elements here, and I guess you've sort of created somebody that has gone on to become relatively well known yeah well we have we actually have a really good partnership with the bc country music association uh we were actually nominated last year for country music venue of the year and finished runner up in the category uh so uh that was that was super cool we got to go to the the show and uh actually got an opportunity to go up on stage and present an award and i was up there with tony stevens who is a local artist who we've gotten to know quite well and i mean this guy is super talented uh, like, you know, if I'm going to compare him to somebody like Eric Church, he's, he's that, got that kind of vibe to him. And uh, he's just, he's amazing. Uh, so we've really, we've done a bunch of partnerships with him. So we brewed a beer with him and released it uh, with his newest single and just hosted a night with him. We sold tickets. We were sold awesome. out. It was packed in here. It was, it was amazing. So the beer is Deckhand Hazy Pale Ale. And uh, our assistant brewer, Angus... 
that is his beer and his recipe, and so I'm going to throw it over to him, and he can tell you a little bit about the beer, Joe. Well, hello, Angus. How are you? Hello, I'm very well. I noticed that very distinct Langley accent he's got. So <laughs> what part of Langley are you from? Uh, I'm not. However, I'm originally from Scotland, so yeah. grew up uh, in a place called Strathdon, which is an hour outside Aberdeen. Uh, and have done several things, and then moved to Canada when I was 27, and then have been here ever since. So I'm just curious about, before you talk about this collab beer that you, you did, what what is your beer experience, and what, what's the beer scene in Scotland like? Uh, beer scene in Scotland is growing. Uh, definitely not quite as prolific as in BC, however. Um, we have big hazy boys, we have uh, sours, we have west coasty stuff, we're pretty big on laggers. Um, so it is definitely getting better and more prolific. Uh, my personal entry into the industry, I used to work for Central City mm-hmm. uh, in the back in production. Um, prior to that, I was a bar person. And then I saw the job posting here at Farm Country and applied, and they seemed to like me. It did so, take, so far. So, so far. far. It yeah. has been almost four years, so touch wood. Um, but yeah, so I applied, and then they liked me, and then I've been doing brewing, sales, deliveries, canning, you name it. Jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He does whatever we need. <laughs> exactly. So now you guys operate the brewery, and you were telling us earlier, um, uh, Arnold, about you know some things might do well this year, and then you put them on again next year, and they don't meet your expectation. So when it comes to creating something brand new, uh, how trusting are you of your brew team to to create something i i mean do you give them full reign or or how does that work yeah we we let jack and angus kind of go with whatever i mean we might throw any idea their way but i mean they're the brewers we're not right so uh we but we also like to have a variety of of beers right so we want to make sure we have the lagers the light beers we got to have a sour we got to have the hazies so yeah, we're always talking and coming up with, with new ideas and then things that really hit, you know, we bring back again. Or if we win an award, you know, we're going to try and bring that beer back as well. Um, so like the, the Deckhand, for instance, uh, although it was a collab with Tony Stevens, which was super cool and unique, uh, it was an amazing beer. So we knew we had to bring it back again this go around. So we've done maybe eight, nine collabs in the history of our radio show. And basically we have input in terms of the naming of it and the imaging of it. At the end of the day, you have to sell it. And and you know what's going to sell and what's not. So I'm just curious when Tony came along and was involved in this, how much input did he have or did he did he just say, I, I trust you, Angus, like you guys do whatever? Uh, well, no, Tony and I talked. Um, we kind of ironed out a basic concept, obviously a hazy pale ale. And then I'm very interested or keen on using some Southern Hemisphere hops. So I gave him kind of like my ideas, which is something like very citrusy, tropical, a little, bit, a little bit white wine and whatnot, and then obviously make it hazy and drinkable. So it was a definite collaboration between Tony and I, um, but I did kind of have carte blanche with regards to like hopping schedules and uh, the malt bill. That's important That's important to note because, again, at the same time, you know, you, you want to keep your staff motivated. And there's nothing better than like when a chef says, okay, one of my cooks, uh, I want you to create a dish and we'll put it on the menu. That's great. But at the end of the day, you know, you want it to make sure that it's something that, that people want. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I think Tony trusts us and he trusts Jack and Angus. Right. He knows they make amazing beer. So, you know, the ideas they threw his way, he was like, yep, sounds good. Let's go with it. And then, you know, the only other thing was, you know, the, the name Deckhand. Uh, that comes from Tony's brand. 
uh, he he calls his followers his deckhands because he comes from a background of fishermen. So uh, we, we kind of had that name locked down. So uh, we just kind of ran with it, and Angus made an amazing beer. And we should point out that the Jack you referred to, Jack Bensley, uh, he's been brewing 100 years, and I, I mean that in, with all due respect. He's, he's, he's a legend in terms of his background, and you had him right from the get-go, because I remember he was he was working at a brewery in Vancouver, and all of a sudden vanished, and the word was going around, like, what, what happened to Jack? It's like, well, what, what do you think happens? Jack is going to be involved in a new brewery, and you've been very fortunate to have someone of his pedigree. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jack and I kind of met through friends years ago and then uh, kind of lost lost contact and then got back in contact when we were looking at doing this brewery in Langley. So uh, uh, he's he's a fantastic brewer, but he's even, he's an even better human being. Like He's just a nice. fantastic guy. And uh, so, like, you know, I, I'm sure Angus would tell you he's lucky to work with him. Uh, we're lucky to have him here on, on staff. And uh, he makes amazing beer. So I want to ask you a loaded question, both you and, and Travis, because you're how many years in? How many years has Farm Country been around? Uh, this December will mark four years. Four years, okay. And in that time, you've seen uh, quite a bit more growth in the in the industry. I think Langley, between the North End and, and, and Langley <laughs> City, uh, ten breweries at uh, least? Nine, Nine? is what we're okay. at at the moment. Um, and then we look at other areas, like Surrey has two. Surrey's the big, second biggest city in BC and has two. Coquitlam has one. Um, do you see more growth in the Langley area? And my next question is a loaded question, because I'm sure when you guys decided to start up, you had questions. You probably went to a brewer or two that you knew, and they're always more than helpful to answer your questions. Somebody said to you today, hey, hey, hey Arnold and, and, uh, and Travis, I'm thinking of opening a brewery. What, what advice would you give me? First of all, how many how many do you think Don't there will it. be in, in the next? How many do you think there will be in the next? Well, between now and next year when we come out here, will there be another one? The first thing I'd tell them is make sure they uh, plan for a pandemic in their business plan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, always have an emergency fund yeah, because exactly, something may yeah. come along. But you know, do, do you think that there will be more? And and what what piece of advice do you now pass on to people that? you either got or wish you had received when you first decided to do this yeah i mean um when we started first started kind of coming up with the concept it was really only trading post and dead frog so we would have been the third had we been able to open a little sooner but uh five roads opened about a year before we did and then uh, us and camp came along within a week of each other so that got us up to five and now we're up to nine so um it definitely wouldn't surprise me if another one popped up but i think it's kind of reaching that point of, of saturation. I don't know, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that want to do it. So like I said, it wouldn't surprise me if, if another one popped up, but, um, as far as piece of advice, I would just, you know, I'm, I'm a numbers guy and I, I thought we had our numbers <laughs> down pretty good, but, uh, there's just, you know, you got to plan large contingencies and, and expect it to cost you a lot more than it, than you think it will. Yeah. To, to, and max to open max out every credit card and borrow from as many friends as you possibly can. Yeah. But kind of, uh, yeah, just just make sure you got a really good handle sure. on, <laughs> on the numbers and yeah. um, spend spend the money wisely. Well, I remember the, the the greatest quote, and I can't remember who even attributed it to, but how do you make a million dollars in beer? Spend two million. Right. Two million. Is yeah. that is that yeah. fair? Yeah, for sure. No, and I mean, then like I said, when you when you throw a pandemic into the mix, you know, all the extra costs that came along yeah. the way with mm-hmm. plexiglass and hand sanitizer and extra tables so that you could space people out and, yeah. and everything else. Uh, that definitely threw a wrench into into the works, but uh, 
I, I still feel that uh, there there could be room for another brewery. You know, I feel like maybe the the neighborhood uh, brewery model is kind of maybe the where you might be able to like find a neighborhood where you know there's an untapped market and open a smaller kind of tasting room and be able to hit with locals that really like buy K- in. Kind of like what the boys at Brookswood did. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of like what Brookswood Brewing has yeah. has done up there. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Angus, what what are your plans? Are you going to do more beers now that you've had your taste of your first collab? You're going to you're going to do more? Uh, definitely. So I'm lucky enough here. Um, every month I get to do a pilot batch. So it releases today. It's called Goon Sacks and Sunshine. It's, it's called a what? Goon Sacks and Sunshine. Goon Sacks and so Sunshine. Goon Sacks. A Goon Sack. is a bag of wine, uh, predominantly found in Australia. Um, the Australians not only like to do things in the summer, but they also like to drink, much like the Scottish. Um, and also, that brew uses Australian hops, so it's kind of a, a little bit of whimsy and a nod mm. to, again, the Southern Hemisphere. So, I get to do a brew a month, um, any style of beer that I like, as long as it's commercially viable. Um, both Jack and I are fairly traditional in our uh, opinions and um, likes of certain styles of beer so I've done quite a lot of lagers um, because it's quite hot uh, the next few are going to be Hazy Boys so a Hazy Pale Ale and I've got that double today and then I have uh, several lagers coming out one of which is made in namesake or made for Mr. Tobler Senior who cans or at least labels 98.7% oh, of our really? seasonal release really rate. family affair here isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's retired and yeah. uh, he needs something to, sure. to do to keep him busy so sure. he comes down and puts yo, all but, the labels yo, on I bet you your mum had something to do with that didn't she she's like get him out of the house yeah no no he just he just needs to keep busy he just <laughs> yeah exactly so Get him down here, and, and uh, if he's not golfing, he's here putting labels on uh, beer cans, one or the other. Nice. Um, so any events coming up in the next little while that we can uh, tell about? Tell about? Yeah. Uh, every year we have our big uh, Oktoberfest where we launch, uh, yeah, very traditional. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a band in, and we launch our sausage party, our uh, Oktoberfest uh, fest beer that we do, which... Uh, won gold uh, nationally at, at the Canadian Brewing Awards and won the bronze medal at uh, the BC Beer Awards this year. So, oh, wow. yeah, double medal winner, nice. uh, which was exciting because it's one of our favorite beers that we brew all year. I just noticed how mature we are. Five men sitting around a table and no one laughed when the term sausage, sausage came up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah. We're, pr- we're pretty mature here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we have that coming. Uh, September 23rd is our big Oktoberfest. Yeah. Uh, we got the October Raiders coming into play again, like we had last year. They are fantastic. They put on a great show, and I'm sure we'll be packed out in here all day long, like we always are. Uh, and is it just me, or does uh, Angus give off a big Rory McIlroy vibe here with his look? Huh? Rory McIlroy. You look like it. Does he? Do you not see Rory McIlroy there? Yeah, I do yeah. golf, and yeah. I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> okay. so I, I've witnessed it. I've, I, he's not Rory McIlroy. <laughs> so the the deckhand hazy pale ale is that only available at the brewery? No, it's uh, we we canned it. We actually did a fresh run this morning. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, ch- try and find it out in your liquor stores. Uh, your, dad, your dad was involved in the canning of that. No, he he's on vacation in oh, Switzerland. He's oh, in his oh, home country right oh, now. Okay, okay. So uh, so the labels uh, will be put on by us. But uh, yeah, probably Angus. Um, but yeah, it's going to be out in stores. You can get it here. It's on tap. Uh, so that's our yeah, that's our newest release. So yeah, go look for it. Well, we do. We look forward to that. Angus to both. Thank you so much for joining us. Also, Arnold Tobler and Travis Keyworth, Farm Country Brewing, our host location for our annual Discover Langley City show, the Langley Loop. Thank you so much, guys. Cheers. We'll see you next year. Thank you, guys, right, for cheers. coming out again. Cheers. cheers.
Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you. Listening to Just Here for the Beer Radio on Sportsnet 650 AM and 96.9 FM HD3, Canada's original dedicated beer radio broadcast for over a decade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JHFTB. It's Just Here for the Beer Radio and your hosts, Joe Leary and Rick Mohabir. Once again, our thanks to uh, Jason and Aaron of Emilio Fanati Pizza. By the way, we should point out that uh, they are, as we speak, working on uh, a brand new location in Port Moody. And I was just talking to Jason, and he said that if every I is dotted and every T is crossed, they should be open by the end of this month. Oh, wow. So they got their pizza ovens delivered today. Folks, if you've not tried Emilio Fanati Pizza, uh, there's there's one in Coquitlam. Correct. In Newport Village. There's one here in... In Langley, there's one in White Rock, and there's soon to be one in Port Moody. This stuff is legit. It's so good, and uh, it's one of the highlights. Of course, every time we visit well, farm country, the, we you know, we, to we it. were talking. I was talking to Arnold a little bit earlier, and it was really funny because you know our our kids are the traditional, you know, um, um, pepperoni mushroom cheese, Chuck right? E. Cheese, right? Style, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden, you see Emilio Fanati come in with what they're doing, and you're just like, what? Yeah, right. So yeah, it's grown up pizza pe- people, and, and they've been such good supporters of this show of, since we first met. And again, thanks to our friends at Farm Country for introducing. Introducing us. Also, thanks to Camp Brewing, um, and um, and we also heard from uh, Adam Rashog at Five Roads Brewing. Two locations, of course, one here in Langley and uh, one in Stevenson Village. And we're actually hoping, uh, fingers crossed, I think we're working on our annual Stevenson Village November-ish. show in, in November-ish, um, which we look forward to. Uh, by the way, uh, we do have tours. Uh, we do have Just Here for the Beer. Just Here for the Brewery Beer Brewery tours. tours. Jump on the website, justhereforthebeer.com. Check it out. Uh, East Van, North Van. Um, you we doing did North Van. Are you doing this way? Uh, it's special if we can get a couple of folks together. We yeah. just might. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great bonding experience. Um, and if you're looking for a unique way to maybe treat your staff for a holiday party, because I hate to say it because it's only mid-July, but you know that, <laughs> big, that big event come a few months down the road. It's going to be right. here before you know Birthday, it. Birthday, stag, stagettes, yeah. Yeah. family. You know, you, you got a, a bunch of crop beer aficionados in your family. It's a great way to hang out and try to stay out of trouble at least. And our thanks as always to our producer, Greg Ballack, yes. who uh, puts in yeoman duty because Greg Ballack works early mornings and then uh, commutes and looks after a youngster and watches the Blue Jays. And Then he's got to come and look after these two he's youngsters. He's got to come and look after us, yeah. <laughs> so that's again, our thanks to uh, Terry James from uh, Discover Langley City and our thanks to all of our participants on our annual Langley Loop Show. We will see you again next time, but a year from now, we can't wait to see what's new at Farm Country. And... The Sky Train. Sky Train. Yeah. Cheers. Just here for the Beer Radio is heard exclusively on Sportsnet 650 and is podcast through justhereforthebeer.com. For more information, check out justhereforthebeer.com and on Instagram and Twitter at JHFTB. 
Just here for the Beer Radio, sponsored in part by Angry Otter Liquor. Check out Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Why choose between assortment and experience when you can have both? Shop the Angry Otter aisles with their trained team and vast curated selection. And with over $400,000 donated last year, know that the dollar you spend stays local. Angry Otter Liquor stores where local lives. Google Angry Otter Liquor stores or angryotterliquor.crs for a location near you.